Uh, let's start with our Bible reading. It's going to come up on the screen, and it's from John chapter 15, in the first eight verses of John 15. Let me read it. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Shall we pray? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, our, our prayer this morning on Vision Sunday is so simple and yet so vast. We pray, may we, each of us, may we, this church, may we bear much fruit for you. Amen. Amen. Well, today on Vision Sunday 2020, I wanted to start by telling you about one of the church plants that we have sent out from HTC recently. As many of you know, our vision as a church is to see every life bearing fruit for Jesus. And part of that and part of the sort of strategy for us as a church, as a resourcing church in the Church of England, is that we look to be a blessing beyond our sort of immediate church boundaries here in Clapham, particularly by sending out teams of people to plant or revitalize churches. Now, you might think, oh, well, in that case, he's going to tell us uh, about the team of people that we sent out to Vauxhall a year ago, led by Michael John, and how that's going. And, and the answer is it's going wonderfully. Here is that last week's evening service at St. Peter's Vauxhall. There is a revitalized church and new lives bearing fruit for Jesus. Praise God, although I must say, I think I need to have a word with Michael about preaching with his shorts on. Um, but St. Peter's Vauxhall is not what I want to tell you about. So you might go, okay, well, maybe he wants to tell us about what's happening in All Saints Clapham Park down by Brixton Prison, where uh, Luke Whiteman's there, and a couple of years ago, we sent a small sort of revitalization team to go and, uh, and, and be, uh, be a part of that church. And again, it is so exciting to see what's going on there, a revitalized church and new lives bearing fruit for Jesus. But again, I don't want to tell you about what's going on in All Saints Clapham Park. Now, I want to tell you about another church plant, a plant not in Vauxhall nor in Clapham Park, but somewhere far more surprising and in a situation far more unexpected. Five years ago, Isabel Sestari came to Holy Trinity Clapham with her two girls. Her husband, Johnny, uh, was pretty skeptical about it, didn't come with her. Uh, but after a bit, he started coming to this church. And then after a bit of persuasion, Johnny did Alpha here at HTC. And wonderfully, he came to faith in Jesus, and his life was transformed, and the family were a huge blessing uh, to our church family. There'll be people out here, many of you, uh, who will know them. Now, Johnny works in oil and gas, and uh, a couple of years ago, his company transferred him from working in London to working in the Congo. Now, they were a little bit uh, unsure about going. If I'm honest, I was a bit unsure about them going too. But before they left, we prayed together that they would be able to bear fruit for Jesus in their new environment. 
you know, maybe start an alpha course or something like that. Well, in God's amazing ways, it's been a bit more than that. They joined uh, a church two years ago in Pointe Noire in Congo, and they started a connect group, and that grew and grew, and on the screen will come a picture of their connect group. And after a bit, they worked with the pastor of the church to find a new venue so that their church might plant another church, which many of their connect group joined of this, this new church plant. And they ended up getting a, a warehouse, and they got this warehouse as a church, and they converted the warehouse, and they are now campus pastors of this church plant, which has now grown to around 150 to 200 people in size. Johnny and Isabel regularly preach at their church, and Isabel, she leads the children's ministry of of that church and they're doing that all that while still both working in their jobs in oil and gas it is amazing and it is wonderful now why do I tell you that story to encourage you yes to celebrate examples of lives bearing fruit for Jesus yes but particularly I tell you this to remind us all that all of us every single one of us here we can bear fruit for Jesus even in surprising times and complicated situations like Johnny and Isabel's I mean they hadn't had any sort of special theological training other than what they picked up by being part of our church you know Johnny had only, has only been a Christian five years and they're out in the Congo now let's be honest I, I didn't start with it as I preached this morning and I don't want to spend all our times focusing on it but we have a global pandemic there's a threat of a London lockdown. There are unknowns in the next months. We are in surprising times and complicated situations too, aren't we? And I guess most of us in these moments, in these times, we are feeling a combination of four Fs. Maybe you are feeling frustrated. That's the first F. You know, I can't have a birthday party. I can't sing in church. The days are getting shorter and so is my patience. I'm feeling frustrated. Or, or you're feeling fearful. I'm worried that I might catch it. I'm worried that I might pass it on to others. I'm worried that my dad might die. I'm fearful. Or, or perhaps flat. You know, it was supposed to be the year of 2020 vision, and we can't see anything clearly at all. You know, the next six months, they just look bleak. I'm feeling flat. Or perhaps you're feeling flummoxed. You know, how come with all these different rules that we keep on hearing, how come Snow White, Seven Dwarfs can't go out and feed the ducks, but they can go out and shoot them? How come? And so in this current setting, the question that all of us need to answer on Vision Sunday, whether we are currently feeling frustrated or fearful or flat or flummoxed, the question is how can us be none of those four things? And how can each of us actually be a different F? How can you and I, how can we be fruitful? How can you, how can I, how can we be fruitful? After all, there are many ways this year to take the sort of imagery of the, of the Bible passage in John 15. There are many ways that, that 2020 has felt like a time of pruning, hasn't it? You know, so much has been cut right back. It's been pruned. Summer holidays, socializing, jobs, church services, weddings, possibly even Christmas. Pruned, pruned, pruned. And yet remember, our Father in heaven is the gardener. And so if you're in Jesus, if you're in Jesus the vine, yes, pruning, it may feel tough for us, but it is actually, says Jesus, for our benefit. It's not to destroy us, it's not to punish us, but it is to make us more fruitful. Look at verse 2 and what Jesus says in verse 2 coming on the screen. He says, every branch that does bear fruit, he, that's the Father, he prunes. Why? so that it will be even more fruitful. 
And so the first key to you or I being fruitful in the coming year, the first key is closeness to Christ. Closeness to Christ. You know, a gardener is never closer to their plant than when they are pruning it. And so too with our gardener. If you are feeling like you are being pruned at this time, if if we are feeling like our church is being pruned at this time, well, God, he is never closer than when he is pruning us and his purpose as he is close to us. His purpose is to lead us closer and closer to Jesus. Look at verses four and five again and again and again. What does Jesus say? He repeats it, remain in me, remain in me, remain in me. He is saying that your or my fruitfulness depends not ultimately on our giftings. Our fruitfulness this coming year doesn't ultimately depend on our talents. It doesn't ultimately depend on, you know, whether we're able to be out and about free from COVID restrictions or not. No, your fruitfulness for Jesus this coming year depends on your proximity to Jesus. It depends on your closeness to Christ. He says, remain in him, abide in him, and you will bear much fruit. Now, your and my closeness to Jesus is not something that somebody else can do for us. You know, HTC cannot make you close to Jesus. We can provide tools for it and uh, all sorts of different things that we put on are aiming to do that to help you be close to Jesus. I want to particularly mention connect groups. You know, it's been so encouraging over the last few weeks at church that over the last few weeks there have been six people per day who have been registering to join a connect group. Six people per day. And very simply, I want to say to you, if you are not yet in a connect group, please get in one. There may be some people here who are parents, and often it's been most tricky for parents to be part of a connect group with thinking about babysitting and things like that. That's no problem now because there are connect groups that meet primarily on Zoom. So if you're not in a connect group, would you get in a connect group? I'd love you to do that. At the end outside, um, there is um, the flag for the Get Connected stand, and you can ask someone there to join. But ultimately, being close to Jesus, it is down to each of us as individuals. Jesus, he invites you, doesn't he? That's what our theme of this whole sermon series has been. He invites you, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Remain in me, he says, and you will bear much fruit. In a time where we are barred from getting close to others, we can still be close to Jesus, and there is nothing more wonderful. Jesus Christ says, verse 5, he says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. So that's the first key to being fruitful, closeness to Christ. And then the second key is contribution to the vision. Jesus says our lives, they are to bear much fruit. Not just a sort of a little bit of fruit, but he says to bear much fruit. He says it twice, verse 5 and verse 8. And as you read on in John chapter 15, uh, Jesus tells us what this fruit is. He says this fruit, it's two things. Number one, the fruit is showing Christ-like love to other people. And number two, the fruit is sharing the good news about Christ to others so that other people can know Jesus for themselves. I I was hearing someone say recently how so often older people, when they think about their life and they look back and they compare what they were able to do in the past, how much they could contribute in the past, when they look back at the past and they think, actually, I could contribute all these different ways in the past, 
They think of those years in the past as the best years of their lives, when they could serve others, when they could bless others. Uh, They were the best years. Now, Now, for us, most of us here, we are in the ages where we can still contribute lots. We can contribute lots. And yet, too often, what do we do? We complain rather than contribute. We say, I'm far too busy. We say, what's in it for me, rather than thinking, how can I bless others? And yet the whole idea of being a branch in the vine is that the focus is not on us. We are a part of something bigger than ourselves to which we can contribute. And for us, that is being part of the vision of HTC, which itself is a part of the whole vision of Jesus Christ for his church. Picture for a moment, if you would, a rocky uh, promontory near where we go uh, in Cornwall as a family on holiday. It's called Cataclysm Point. And this rocky promontory, there's, there's water all around this point. It's pointing right out into the sea, and it's difficult to get to. It's quite dangerous when you're on it. It's, it's really windy. Uh, you know, it's exposed to the elements. The waves are crashing into the rocks from all sides. But often, particularly as I was growing up with my dad, we would go on to Cataclysm Point because that was the best place to fish. It's where you could catch the most fish. More risk, but more reward too when we were out on Cataclysm Point. And really, I guess my view is that as we have thought about what we are doing as HTC at this time, in this season, and what we're called to do in the coming year, I think we are called out, called to be out on that promontory. To be on that point, more risky, but also more reward. More risky, but more reward. We pray not for our own glory, but we pray for the Father's glory. Verse 8, this is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And so today, on Vision Sunday, can I ask you to think through your contribution? First of all, can you contribute some of the time that God has given to you? You know, as we, as HTC, as we have stepped onto the rocky promontory in this season, so that has meant an increase in things that need doing. And a little later, I'll give you the five areas of our church life which have cre- increased most significantly in this season. And where I would love each one of you, if you can, to choose at least one of those five areas that you, perhaps you could contribute your time and your skills to. And then secondly, not just your time, but can you contribute some of the money that God has given you know, just think, Johnny Sestari, he came on Alpha, he was tucking into his chili con carne, paid for by many of you. That is money well spent, I would say. Who knows what God will do with what you are able to give this year? Our current congregational giving, it's estimated to be around £865,000 for this year, 2020. And I want to say thank you so much to so many of you here who have given sacrificially to, to make up that amount. And normally what happens on these Vision Sundays, what I'll say is that to meet the needs of the vision for the next year, well, our giving needs to increase by £50,000 or £100,000 or whatever it is that we feel is the right figure based on our budgeting and prayerfully reflecting on what we're doing. And by God's grace, you know, every year of the last eight years that I've been here, God has provided that extra amount through the generous giving of our church family. However, this year, 
All the, the PCC, the church council, have agreed that this year I'm not saying that we need an extra amount for the general running costs of the church. Rather, I'm saying that we are going to try and keep a flat budget for next year, which has its challenges. And it requires us to make savings in some areas so we can spend in other areas. So we're saying in 2021, there is a need for a not insignificant amount of £865,000 of congregational giving. And we're doing that for two reasons. We're keeping the budget flat for two reasons. Firstly, because I'm only too aware of the financial uncertainties that exist for many people at the moment, including some people in our church family. I want to say, if you are new to the church, if you, if you don't yet regularly give to HTC, whether you're here in church, whether you're watching on live stream, I would encourage you to start giving regularly to the church. Uh, the Bible gives a guide of tithing, 10% of your income, but it is up to you. It's between you and God. But for those of us who already give to the church, there may be some whose financial situations have got more challenging and they may need to make adjustments down. But by God's grace, I actually don't know loads of people in our church family like that. There are some though. For others, you may just want to keep your giving at the same level as it is currently. And then hopefully there will be others who might want to increase your level of giving too. I mean, I know quite a few people who their income has stayed exactly the same in this time, but their expenditure has gone down this year because, let's be honest, there's been less ways to spend your money. You know, Susanna and I, we're in that category. But before you think of increasing your level of giving to the general church funds, let me also mention the second reason why we've kept the budget flat for next year, for 2021. And the second reason is because our vision as a church is not just a vision to see lives bearing fruit for Jesus during the COVID pandemic. No, our vision as a church is far bigger than that. Our vision is to see more and more lives bearing fruit for Jesus over the coming decades to play a key part in God's desire to revitalize the church across South London and beyond, even as far as Congo. And as many of you know, one of the key barriers to this overall vision, one of the key barriers is this building. And so at Vision Sunday Part 1 today, and particularly next week, Vision Sunday Part 2, we are formally launching the fundraising initiative for Revitalize 250. Revitalize 250, as we're calling it, our building project, because nearly 250 years after this building was built, we need to revitalize this building to meet our 21st century needs. Last year at Vision Sunday, some of you may remember, I spoke about the initial plans in some detail. If you're not sure of those, do look on our website on the Revitalize 250 page. But despite the challenges of lockdown, over the last year, we've been pushing forwards with the whole planning phase of the project. And we're currently awaiting the results of the pre-application from Lambeth Council. And then the final proposal should go into Lambeth and then to the Church of England equivalent of the planning authorities around the end of this calendar year. And Revitalize 250 is going to cost over four million pounds now as i say that some of you will be sitting there thinking well we can't afford to do this can we you know four million quid during a global pandemic and i understand your concerns and that's partly why we've kept our regular church budget flat so that if you can increase your giving this year you might direct your extra giving towards revitalize 250. also it's worth saying we're not starting from zero because of uh, generous giving from the church family in the last few years, including many of you, we are putting in 250 
See what we did there? £250,000 to kickstart the revitalized 250 project from church reserves. And that is in addition to the £200,000 we put in last year and the £32,000 of individual donations that we've already received. But what I want to do next Sunday, 4th of October, part two of Vision Sunday, is if you'd like to paint you all a picture of why we are embarking upon Revitalized 250 as part of the whole vision of this church and why, rather than saying, well, we can't afford to do Revitalized 250, I think we should be saying we can't afford not to do Revitalized 250. And that is next week's excitement. But as I close, would you just think about Johnny and Isabel Sestari? Just think about them. I shared them about them at the start. Their lives bearing fruit for Jesus, even in surprising times and even in complicated situations. That's them. But we too are in surprising times, complicated situations. But how about you? How about you? What will it look like, you bearing fruit for Jesus? You don't need to go to the Congo like them. You don't need to plant a church like them. But you and I, we do need to stay close to Jesus and then contribute to the vision if we're going to see our lives bearing much fruit for Jesus. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, apart from you, we can do nothing. But you say, remain in you and be close to you, and we will bear much fruit. And so, Jesus, this morning, we simply say, may it be so. May it be so in our lives, may it be so in this church, that we might bear much fruit for the Father's glory glory.